Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. So many dentists, we, or business owners in general, or human beings in general, we kind of often focus on the decimal, what will save us cents. And, and increasing the number of, or the amount behind the decimal does nothing uh, to really move our business. Or, or it makes, you know, it makes a $1,000 difference or it makes a few hundred dollar difference. And, and for, I get it. For, for some people, uh, that may make a difference in their life. But in, in the role of a dental practice or a, any type of business, you know, a, a few hundred dollars or even a $1,000 isn't going to make the difference, really. We've been misled to believe that dentistry, more specifically the dental business, has to be complicated. Dentistry can be simple and dentistry should be simple. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Dentistry Made Simple podcast. I am your co-host Meredith and I'm joined as always by our host T-Bone. I'm always here <laughs> but I'm making Meredith start the podcast. You know I've decided that what I want to do now is I just want to show up and be the, the star, the talent. Mm-hmm. I required a green room. Yes. I want to know where my powder person is and if I'm he wants gonna, to know why he's shiny and, and I'm not. And if I'm going to have a pre-recording uh, fluffer. Uh, no. So we're going to start over because, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get started with today's episode, which is a great episode, things you've been talking about a lot lately, um, I have a few things to go over. Sure. First of all, we have a review. If you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, please do. This one is from South Dakota Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. The username. Great advice. I associate T-Bone with great advice. I also associate him with laughter and common sense. His podcast is enjoyable to listen to, and I associate it with some of the best podcasts out here. I have a 35-minute drive to work, and once a week, I associate that time as T-Bone and Meredith time. Keep it up and carry on. Papa Randy. Papa Randy. Thanks, I just did Randy. A, I just did a podcast yeah. with Randy uh, <laughs> on the dentist implants and worms with him and Justin Moody. I love giving He's Randy awesome. a hard time. He needs an, an associate, associate like because he likes business. to go and do. Yeah. But, well, uh, before we get into today's episode, I do have a message from 3D Dentist. Perfect. Our, our sponsor. Our one and only <laughs> sponsor. Um, especially if you're into today's episode, talking about some of the things about business, we have a great new, um, course this year, kind of our foundational course, the 3d business boot camp. You bring, um, three key team members and the doctor and you come for business case acceptance. We do a lot of role playing. It's really good for the team members, really shows them the growth and potential that they have. And I think it also, Shows opens the dentist's eyes to the potential that their team has. So if you have not been to that yet, we have just a few openings left for June, and then we'll be back at it back in September 29th and 30th. 
Remember, I'm just showing you're up. You're just now. showing up. I'll I'm tell you when, when to be there. <laughs> so yesterday, I was planning something with some people, a, a private course actually, and I said I almost typed. I did type out. Let me check with T Bone, and then I said, "Yep, it works. Let's book it." <laughs> Perfect. <because laughs> I said I'll just let them know. You're in charge. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So well, let's get started on today's episode. We're going to talk about something you have presented on multiple stages. You talk about a lot. Um, you bring up in a lot of courses, and that's the mentality of comma versus decimal thinking. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, so um, so I was, this is not mine. Uh, you know, nothing yeah. is new under the sun, right? right? Uh, I learned that. You just relate it all to dentistry. Yeah, so what, know, what does, before we get it into dentistry, yeah. what is comma versus decimal You know, thinking? And, and really, like in, in, a, in a nutshell, um, it's kind of like a, 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 a pessimist versus an optimist right. or a yeah. saver versus a grower. You know, and, and the, the comma versus the decimal, the way I do the slide in, in the programs is I kind of put a million dollars up there and has two commas and a decimal, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so many dentists, we, or business owners in general, or human beings in general, we kind of often focus on the decimal. What will save us cents? And, and increasing the number of, or the amount behind the decimal does nothing uh, to really move our business, or, or it makes you know it makes a thousand dollar difference, or it makes a few hundred dollar difference, and and for I get it for for some people uh, that may make a difference in their life, but in, in the role of a dental practice or a any type of business, you know, a, a few hundred dollars or even a thousand dollars isn't going to make the difference really, and, and so really the difference starts coming in when we get into thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or even millions, and that's always. Uh, using a comma, okay? So the commas have a much bigger um, uh, impact on a business. And and so what I want to kind of instill in people is the ability to have a comma thinking mentality versus a decimal mentality. And and the best way I can kind of give the example of it is we all start with a comma mentality. And that's partly because we have nothing to lose when we're starting our practice. We all have a common mentality. We understand we've got to spend money as a startup to make money, or we've got to spend money to buy, to acquire a practice to be able to make money. And what happens slowly over time is we stop having this comma mentality, this mentality that we got to invest and spend. Spend doesn't mean waste money, okay? But invest and spend to continue to grow, and we slowly shift to this decimal mentality where it's all about how much can we save, and how do we do this, how do I save on a $80 lab bill, or how do I save on a $200 lab bill, and you know, my general rule is if, if it's not making a comma difference, I'm not interested. If, it do, if, if the effect it has doesn't involve at least a comma consistently, I'm not that, it's not an area of focus. Don't get me right. wrong, I like to save a few hundred bucks, but I'm not going to spend any brain power or mental time on that. Or people, I mean, I, I think people forget. They say, well, my team's doing it. My team's chasing around four different companies to see how cheap we can get cotton rolls. But you're paying those people to do yeah. that when they could be doing things like selling treatment to a patient yeah. and closing cases. And I think another example of that is like jumping over dollars yeah. to pick up pennies. Yep. And people, you know, miss the big picture because you know, instead of producing, they're chasing other yeah, things you know, that are super small. Your example is a great example because people say, well, okay, I'm not doing it. My team member's doing mm-hmm. it. And I, I just Clear wrote, liners would be a great <laughs> example I, of that. I, um, I wrote down what's called opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. And I think 
what ha often happens when we think of team members is we don't think of the opportunity cost, right? Uh, so I'll, I'll use an example. I, I've mentioned it before, and you'll understand this one, yeah. Meredith, is, is I took Megan out of treatment planning in case acceptance in uh, September, October, November of yes. last year because we had a, a hygienist out on maternity leave, and we moved her into hygiene. Yeah. And that made, that made logical sense. Because, for her uh, to produce. For, for her to produce. But the opportunity cost of her not seeing my consults and not doing case acceptance and not doing treatment plan follow-up far outweighed the $20,000 a month that she produced in hygiene. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking 100000 I mean, my, my production went down. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, so when we think of team members, uh, or, or like clear liners, printing and making your own clear liners. Oh, my team, my, my $15 an hour team member does it. Great. Your $15 an hour team member is saving you $500 in case fees of doing clear liners. But you just paid, th it took them three days. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> it is. They could, they could have called 100 patients that have unscheduled treatment or overdue recall, or they could have gone out to uh, 15 different physicians' office to ask for a sleep apnea referrals or whatever it is. And those things will definitely bring you more than $500. Those things have commas attached to them. Uh, so, so that opportunity cost is far outweighs the savings mentality. And, and that's really, again, it's not that I don't want us to focus on not wasting, but I want us to be focused on the value of human capital, the value of time, the value of energy, you know, it's like I tell Meredith, at some point you've got to stop ordering the food because your time is more valuable working with our attendees and getting to know them and working with them and seeing what's going on in their practice than ordering catering. I mean, at some right. point, Caroline should do that or someone yeah. else should do that or that should be on auto, right? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like it's not worth my time to pay my bills, so I just don't pay bills every month. So then I <laughs> no, this morning, how do we check to make sure things are on auto pay again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. An app? Isn't there an app for that? I wish. Um, yeah. So I think another thing that we talked about is, you know, some examples of that. But sometimes uh, the technology people that we're using is replacing some of those things. So talk to us about like the purpose of the technology yeah with the comma versus decimal point thinking. Yeah, you know, I have a very, very clear view on technology. And it's, and it's and part of it, look, I've been a tech nerd for all my life, okay? Uh, a practical tech nerd, not one of those weird, you know, like yeah. super geeky people. Uh, but I have an, an appreciation for technology. And that started in, in, in junior high school for me in like eighth grade when I got my first computer uh, back in 1988 or so. It was green. It was, the computer was green. <laughs> and uh, all of that. But, um, you know, technology, we all accept that technology is non-negotiable now in dentistry. You know, we mm -hmm. have to have it. We've got to have it to run our practices. Uh, it makes everything easier. Now, the decimal mentality of technology would be, I'm going to buy technology because it's going to save me on a lab bill. And it's going to just it's going to offset. So if I'm spending $3,000 on a lab bill, then I can afford a CEREC machine because uh, I just, instead of paying $3,000 to the lab, I pay $3,000 to a bank. And, and, and sure, that makes sense. But what I've learned after 20 years of having all this technology is, is that it, it doesn't really move the needle. It's not, it's not moving you forward if you're just offsetting costs. The, the comma mentality of technology uh, is this, and I want us to listen to this very closely because this is an important point. I have a firm belief that the role of technology in dentistry has two purposes. One is to reduce the cost to the patient. 
In other words, make dentistry more accessible to the patients by lowering the cost of, of, of doing the dentistry, okay, for the patient. And then number two is the role of technology has to be increase the profit to the practice. So look at that, two diametrically opposed things. I want to reduce cost to the patient, but increase profitability to the practice. So we have to look at that very carefully and have that understanding. So as you look at technology, as you look at the different brands of technology, the different types of technology, it has to answer those two questions. And I'm going to add a third one that's not a firm principle for me, but the first one again is it has to lower the cost or barrier of entry for the patient. And number two, it has to increase profitability to the practice. And the third one that's a, a really, a, a just kind of a, uh, a great like icing on the cake or uh, whatever you guys would call it. I'm not allowed <laughs> to eat icing on the cake anymore. Um, what I would say is, does it make my dentistry more predictable, faster, better, and cheaper? And, and, and so if we can make that happen, technology has a role in your practice. So if you're buying something and it doesn't solve those two things, to me, I don't look at uh, that piece of technology. Yeah, so I think a great example of this, mm -hmm. and recently we've been talking about this a lot, um, and I actually was just happened to be at a Patterson branch the other day, and I heard the rep talking to a doctor about 3D printing. And what they are instilling in the doctor is decimal point thinking. Yes. This is going to save you, save you, save you. Yeah. You're going to make enough night guards to offset the, you know, yeah. enough models that you're, you, it really didn't make sense to me. But what we talk about is when a patient comes in and you're able to um, print a implant guide mm. that day and place the implant the next day, yeah. or you're able to do a smile design and <clears throat> save the two weeks it would take to get that back from the lab. And you're able to give them temporaries before their wedding yeah. in three weeks. Yeah. So Things like that, I think, are actually moving the needle and not just saving you a few hundred dollars yeah. that you're paying in your monthly fee that month anyways yeah. um, versus, you know, paying a lab. With, because you're also not thinking about paying the team member that's doing the work with the 3D printing. So and that kind of um, makes me think about something that we do in our office is you said if it's cheaper and carries over to the patient's fee, mm -hmm. um, you know, back when, when you were first starting implants, it was like certain costs and everything added up and there was stints and there was guides and there was all these parts and abutments and all these parts and pieces. And now we just present the tooth replacement therapy mm -hmm. to the patient as a case fee. Yep. So anything that cuts our costs is actually, you know, creating more income for us yep. and revenue for the yep. office because we're presenting it as a case fee, which allows the patient to make it easier for them to say yes, yeah. remove that barrier. So I'd like to back up uh, one step there. So you kind of did two steps in one, yeah. but that's, <laughs> that's okay. Um, 3D printing is an area where I have to eat crow. Uh, I was anti-3D printing probably about two to three years ago. And in the last year and a half, uh, last year, year and a half, I've really um, kind of uh, taken a liking to 3D printing. I think that's because you changed the mentality of thinking yeah, how well, it was going to help the practice. Well, I, I, yes, absolutely. And, and really, it kind of the re, one of the things I was going to point out to you, Meredith, is the reason you didn't you didn't you didn't accept the sales pitch that the salesperson was giving is because you're very biased towards the way I've been, you yeah. know, I've been talking I've and heard thinking, it, yeah. right? So, um, 
3D printing initially, most people were like, oh my God, you can print models and make your own aligners. It pays for itself. Yeah. And to me, <clears throat> the pay, if the line is it pays for itself, that's a problem. Because I'm not in the, I'm not in the game of making lateral moves. Right. I'm in the game of making forward moves. Okay? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so for me, 3D printing started making sense when somebody showed me applications for 3D printing. In other words, how can I get patients to say yes faster? Okay. Now look, 3D printing, you know, what, things that drive me crazy from the manufacturers and the reps about 3D printing is they tell you, oh my God, it only costs you 30 cents to print a model. It only costs you $2 to print a, a guard, or it only costs you $2 in resin to print a, um, a surgical guide, or only, it only costs you $8 in materials to print a denture. You know, and I'm making some of these numbers up. I don't know the exact cost because, quite frankly, I don't, I don't bother with it. Um, and, and my whole point of that is what happened to the value of human beings, the time, the expertise? And, and so what happens is if we continue to go down this decimal mentality, then we're going to commoditize that profession even more than it's already commoditized. That's why DSOs and private equity are winning because they win by commoditizing it. They win by taking service and the human touch out of the process. And then we just, it's like going to Best Buy. I mean, like we went shopping recently. Like at some point, we, we no longer have yeah. an expectation that people are <laughs> going to they kept give telling you any us, service. They kept telling us, you can order it online. And we're like, but we're here. I'm here in the store. We want. Show me your different yeah. products. They go, at one point, I'm like, can you show me the different pants that you have? They're like, well, they're all online. I'm like. But I'm here in the yeah. store. I'd like and to then touch it and feel it. He goes and gets an iPad that we had to wait for. <laughs> Somebody else was using it to show us the website. I'm like, we could have pulled that up on yeah. our phone faster. So, you know, the human, the human capital is so important. And, and so, look, here's what I think in my practice, the number one use of 3D printing for me is the ability to produce surgical guides. Now, it's not about saving the $250 that I could pay a lab to right. make the surgical guide. The problem with that is I've got to get the data, I've got to upload the data, I've got to send it to the lab, I've got to approve the case, and I've got to wait on their timeline to get everything back. Plus shipping. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Okay, mm -hmm. let's call it $200, $300, yeah. whatever the dollar amount is, okay? But I'm on somebody else's timeline. And if I'm on somebody else's timeline, then my patient's on somebody else's timeline. To me, the value of 3D printing when it comes to surgical guides is I got control. I do it myself. If I have an opening today, then I do it today. I can literally get it done. From the time you walk in, I can have a guide fully printed, cured, planned, the whole deal in one hour. And so that gives me the waiting time now instead of one to two, three weeks is now one hour. And so that allows me to get started sooner. And the other benefit of that is because I learned the process of doing it myself, I now have way more confidence to present it to the patients. Patients clearly see I'm very comfortable doing this. My team clearly sees I'm comfortable doing this, and it works. Now, another area that 3D printing has made a comma difference in my practice has been with smile design. We've done more cosmetic cases this year than we did all of last year, and that all directly has to do with 3D printing, and it has nothing to do with 3D printing the restorations. It's all about the front end, all about how we're using 3D printing 
to gain case acceptance, to make it easier for patients to say yes. So gone is the time of me sending it to a lab, waiting for them to wax it up, saying, oh, I want this more round, I want this more square, I want this this long. Now I just do it myself and I do it with the patient and then we print the model, I, sh I put the mock-up in the patient's mouth and I can say this is what it's gonna look like. It's gonna be smoother, better looking, all of this stuff, but this is a rough idea. If you like this, let's move forward. If you don't like this, great news. We've only spent a few hundred bucks and, and we've all decided that it's not the right fit. And it has worked so well. And so to me, that's an amazing part of, of, of an example of comma mentality versus decimal mentality, specifically with 3D printing. All right, Meredith, since you get awkward pause there, <laughs> the next one is the case fee part of it. Uh, a case fee is a great example of a comma versus decimal mentality. Uh, I'm a big believer that in advanced emotional dentistry, for those of you that have been with me a long time, you know I talk about general dentistry, which is insurance-based, code-based, then there's advanced dentistry, and then there's emotional dentistry. And once you get into a higher level of advanced dentistry and emotional dentistry, codes and fees almost don't matter. Really, people are buying from people at that point. And, and so when I do advanced dentistry or emotional dentistry, more complex dentistry, we do a case fee. And I've had people say, what codes do you use? How do you charge for this? I said, it just doesn't matter. You know, whether we charge for the guide, don't charge for the guide, charge for the scan, don't charge for the scan, charge for the x-ray, don't charge for the x-ray, charge for the stock abutment, custom abutment. At the end of the day, these, all these things are decimals. They're $100, $50, $200. And we're talking about things that are three, four, five, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars. And that's like when I do full arch cases. I tell my patients how many ever implants I can get in safely and appropriately, that's what we're gonna do. Whether that's four, whether that's six, whether that's eight. I'm going to do what's best. What I would do in my own mouth, the great news for you is our fee is flat. This is what it includes. It includes everything that we need to get you the best result. And, and, and so to me, that decimal mentality that, oh, I'm going to spend extra $500 on another implant and abutment versus, hey, I'm going to do a case that, that is the best way possible, that I don't have to go back to the patient and ask for more, whatever it may be, uh, that, that, that ability to do case fees. Uh, is very important, and, and and getting to a case fee point is is really about is really understanding the comma and decimal mentality because the decimal person wants to line item everything and the, so much less confusing. Yeah, and and it, it, the patients like it, the team likes it, everybody wins, and and so again, if it can break down a barrier to get started faster, I'm all about the comma mentality. Okay. If you can get started faster, make it cheaper for your patients and more profitable for you, all in. Okay, I'm all in on that. So. Or even affordable. It doesn't yeah. have to be cheaper. No, yeah. Break absolutely. it up. And, and when I yeah. say cheaper, it's affordable. Yeah. You know? but, but my goal, as we, you know, and this would be a great topic for another podcast in a couple of months or whatever, is, is how we're trying to lower the cost of hybrids from 30 grand to 15 grand yeah. uh, for patients, but yet increase profitability to the practice. Uh, so that's kind of it. So, yeah, kind of in a nutshell, this week we talked about comma versus decimal mentality. The comma person is always thinking about how we can grow our practice. The decimal mentality person is always thinking about how we can save money. And listen, saving works, but saving is not going to get you rich. Saving is not going to get you to retire early. Saving is not going to get you to the point where you practice and do the type of dentistry you want to do. And more importantly, the savings mentality poisons your team. The comma mentality trains your team to think the way you want to think and to think in a way that helps grow your practice long term. So adopt a comma mentality and watch your practice and your team grow. We'll see you back 
on next week's episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.